this is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. Today, I welcome Michelle McLean Walters to Author's Corner, and she has written the book, The Spirit and Power of Elijah, and it is published by Charisma House. She'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Let me tell you a little bit about Michelle. She has traveled to more than 50 nations and has conducted schools of the prophet that have activated thousands in the art of hearing the voice of God. She's also the author of Chosen the prophetic advantage and six books in the women of influence series including the esther anointing and the deborah anointing and for many years she served as director of prayer ministry on the staff of crusaders church under the leadership of apostle john eckhart well she and her husband floyd walters jr reside in florida where they are the senior leaders of overflow international life center it's a privilege to have you with us today Michelle. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Ms. Roberta. It's so honored to be here with you. Well, your book is The Spirit and Power of Elijah. So why don't you tell our listeners who may not be familiar, just who is this Elijah that you're referencing? Oh, Elijah was the one major prophet in the in the Bible that uh, turned the heart of a generation back to God. He was God-sent. Uh, he was a man of miracles, signs, and wonders, but he also had the heart of the Father, turning a generation's heart back to the Father. Mm. Well, on page one of your book, you talk about um, declining morality, a turning away from the one true God, um, that the people were in need of a call to repentance, that they were in need of reformation and in need of restoration. Well, that sounds like America today, however you were referring to Israel back in the days of Elijah. How similar are things today? Oh, actually, that's the reason I feel God really bought, had me to, re, uh, to write the book. Uh, it's exactly where we are now, and especially since uh, the pandemic in 2020, mm-hmm. we have seen so many people deconstruct from their faith. Yeah. So I believe that they're in one of the major uh, cries of the Elijah uh, was, how long will you falter between two opinions? If God be God, serve mm-hmm. him. And we see our generation they're faltering between two opinions. So I believe God is raising up a new generation of prophets. I do believe in modern-day prophets with the spirit and the power of Elijah to really turn the heart of our generation back unto God. Mm. So what do you think most Christians miss about the person of Elijah when they read about him in Scripture? What is it that we're overlooking? I believe they're missing the part where he's turning the affections of the generation back to God. Also, the dimension of uh, there's a company of, of prophets where they really have the heart and the mind of God, and they really have right. He had righteous indignation, but he was after the fatherless. He, he really, the primary assignment was to turn the, the heart of the fathers back unto the children. So I believe that's what God is doing in this hour, where he's raising up fathers and mothers who really have a heart to raise up sons and daughters in the kingdom. It takes a, well, it takes a direct calling, I guess, um, for people to have the, the drive, the ambition to actually be a prophet of the caliber of Elijah today, doesn't it? 
I believe it's it's initially a calling where you have those who have the actual call, but the but the purpose is to awaken to give that same impartation mm-hmm. to the. The, the general body of Christ, meaning that that's why when Jesus, he said, I give you prophets, you know, after my own heart. So we are men and women after God's own heart, but our focus is to turn a generation, deal with the, I, I, I break the book up, if I may, into three sections. Okay. Number one, starting with the revival. You know, there many people have lost their passion. So that's one of the primary assignments of the Elijah is to really uh, cause the passion of God's people to, to be awakened. And then after we realize how far we moved away, then it, it revival leads to reformation, meaning I've got to change. I, the things that I used to do, I've got to reform my thinking. I have to measure myself against the Word of God. And then after reformation comes restoration. I believe one of the major uh, differences with the Elijah that we don't talk about a lot, Elijah had an anointing to restore. He restored the widow. He he delivered her from poverty. Uh, Then he also raised her son and her son back unto life. Mm -hmm. So I believe modern day Elijah will have an ability to restore in in this generation. I believe God has given us strategies. He's given us insight and wisdom on how to even build new economies. So I, I just I believe that's one dimension that's missing in the body of Christ. Hmm. Well, we'll talk more about the spirit and power of Elijah in just a moment. I am talking with Michelle McLean Walters about her book, The Spirit and Power of Elijah, which is published by Charisma House. And you're listening to Author's Corner, and I'm Roberta Foster. And so, Michelle, um, you've shared with us how your book is broken up. How are we going to initiate or to... uh, see this revival get started or is it already started and we need to somehow um, encourage it and, and help it to help that fire grow? I believe it's already starting. I, I believe the Holy Spirit is moving upon the hearts of men and awakening us uh, to, to just our need of a, a fresh outpouring. And so I believe the major place it starts is in the place of intercession. One of the greatest assignments or the method that Elijah used mm. was intercession. Uh, we remember when he began to, when he first stood before King Ahab, he said, listen, I stand before you and I come before you in the name of the Lord. And he said, there will be no dual reign except by my word. And mm. then when God, he had to hide himself and then God told him to present himself so he had to confront the issue he went back to the king and said okay now it's getting ready to rain but he still had to pray so i believe the way we awaken the revival or the way we god begins to uh, raise up men and women and give them a burden through intercession to really pray for the fresh outpouring so that's what elijah did he had an, an anointing of consistency he was he was very consistent he had even though he had prophesied he declared he still had to bow his knee and pray mm-hmm. And he didn't pray one time. Actually, he prayed seven times. And then there came the abundance of rain. So I just believe the way we initiate revival is through that instrument of intercessory prayer. Well, Michelle, right now the the temptations are strong amongst our young people today, tempting them into some of the uh, trappings through pornography, sexual activity, and things of that nature. Uh, how are we going to see the young people of today get this burden to pray in the spirit of Elijah? 
I believe it starts with us first, the, the body of Christ. I believe our age, I'm, I'm over 50. I believe we first have to get a burden from the Lord for the children. And we call okay. them our children, even though they may be teenagers. Mm-hmm. But the burden starts with uh, with our generation. I, I would say it starts with us to begin to pray for them and let our hearts be turned toward them by the Spirit of God. Okay. I think it happens by... It, it's God's strategy. It's not something we cannot do in our own strength. But I just believe God is anointing us, that people, he's plumb lining and streamlining our primary assignment. And it's really about the next generation. So I believe as we get a heart to reproduce, you know, we need a heart to reproduce the next generation and not just our ministry. I call it the my ministry devil that we're so we're, we're in the social media and everybody's thinking about my ministry, my ministry. Mm-hmm. But what about the next generation? And I just believe the way the kingdom of God grows is through reproduction. It takes mothers and fathers to raise up sons and daughters to become mothers and fathers. And that's how we reproduce the kingdom. Mm, amen. Well, talk to us about um, the fact that you write that you believe miracles are going to be seen in this generation of modern day Elijah's. What are you referring to there? I'm I'm talking about uh, miracles are, I believe, are a sign of God's love. And it's a Mm. demonstration that he is with us. So I, I believe as we extend our faith, uh, to believe to believe that we through the gift of miracles i believe in the acts uh i believe in the the gifts of the spirit and in this uh in first corinthians 12 where it talks about uh the the miracle the gift for miracles and i just believe that god wants to release a measure he wants to show how much he loves us and he also wants to relieve the the pain there's so many people that are in pain and so many people that are sick and so many people have broken hearted and i just believe that god wants to release miracles on his leaders where we preach the word of god with power and demonstration hmm. well you tell us in your book that we are in need of a call to repentance somehow that um theme is not uh well received or not preached about too much anymore it seems like I, I agree. You know, what I mean is that, you know, before we can even have revival, mm-hmm. we need to repent of our sin. Yeah. I believe one of the, we don't real. I, I believe we don't teach it enough because it's not popular. It's sure. not, we're trying to get the speak filled, but people don't teach that sin is spiritual. Mm. Uh, we cannot do something in the natural to overcome something spiritual. So we need to preach the biblical principles of, and, and really understand sin is a spiritual uh it's a, it's spiritual. The enemy is coming against us, and we need to change. We need to. We're designed to go mm-hmm. from glory to glory. You know, God has designed us spiritually to go from glory to glory, and the only way you can go to that next level is to really repent of your sin. So I believe we need to identify what sin is and release God's grace and love uh, to a generation, and so they can come out of it. Amen. <laughs> I know that as a teacher, the teacher is oftentimes blessed in their studies. And so um, tell us how you have seen uh, your life change as you've prepared and written this book. God dropped the plumb line in my heart. And before it gets the message gets to the masses, it always touches me first. Mm-hmm. So I, I begin to uh, streamline my ministry more uh, as, I, as I, I've traveled to I've traveled to over 50 countries and traveling and preaching and helping churches. But now I just really have a passion. This book has allowed my heart to be streamlined to the next generation. Okay. So my, I feel like my call, my heart has been turned. 
uh, to the next generation, especially those that are, are caught and sex trafficking, mm. those that are fatherless. I just believe that's the major assignment mm-hmm. that God, what God is doing. He's turning our affections. What does turning of the heart mean? It means the turning of the affections unto the children and turning the children's affections unto God. And I believe it's totally supernatural. It's nothing we can do in our own strength. But when we cry out, the Holy Spirit, He helps us. Mm, amen. And as we have just a minute or two left, uh, if there's one piece of advice that you would like to give from your book to the audience today, what is it? Allow the hand of the Lord to come upon your life. Mm. Really pray as the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. Let the hand of the Lord come upon you and empower you to outrun every man-made system Mm. that you may move forth in the kingdom and your kingdom assignment. Mm. Mm. I like that outrun part because he did a little bit of running, didn't he? <laughs> yes, when the hand of the Lord, he, he outran the chariots of, of Ahab. Mm-hmm. You know, that was an entire system, a demonic system set up to stop the progress of the kingdom. And so what what he prayed, the hand of the Lord came upon him. It, it empowered him to do something supernaturally that I always say the chariot mm-hmm. represents something that was man-made. So we got like man-made religions and systems that are being set up to stop the advancement of the kingdom, but the kingdom is always advancing. So I liken that hand of the Lord. It came to empower him, to protect him, and advance him forward. Mm, Amen. Well, I've been talking to Michelle McLean Walters, and she's written The Spirit and Power of Elijah. Michelle, tell our listeners how they can find out more about this book and others that you've written. Yes, you can go to my website. It's Michelle McLean Walters. Dot shop, and you can find all of the information there. Uh, you can find my books, the different books that I've written. Also, my book can be purchased on uh, Amazon.com. All right. So one more time, the book today is The Spirit and Power of Elijah with a subtitle, Rise Up in the Spirit of Boldness and Reclaim Your Destiny, written by Michelle McLean Walters. And we thank Charisma House for giving us a copy of the book to talk about. Michelle, thank you for your inspiring words today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can now find it on your favorite podcast platform or through KNEO.org. This is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Join us again next time.